3: Hello and welcome to the Naylor Nine podcast. It's Naylor and Andrea here for episode ninety nine of the Naylor Nine podcast.
4: Andrea, how are you? I got ninety nine problems, and this episode isn't one. I don't know. Hi, it hello. Might,
3: it might be one because I've got loads of tech issues. But anyway, well,
4: look, we'll we're just we're like always, like like the ninety eight episodes before. We're we're doing our best. Um, I'm yeah. good, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm very oh, warm. Grand.
3: I'm glad yeah it's lovely and warm. I'm still having shorts. No short, so. I wouldn't
4: I wouldn't say that now. I wouldn't say lovely and warm. I'd say it's I extremely know. close and I had to walk <laughs> home today with my messages uh, in my bag and I good god I nearly died. Um You went you went out to get some messages. Went out to get the messages had to go to the post office and, and to little and you know, just a few bits. You know yourself a few bits. Um and uh, it was very warm. Uh, I saw a Dalmatian though which was pretty cool. He had a red collar on him so nice yeah like
3: we were in the park yeah. today having a great time I am yeah. I say we I say looking at the dog who's beside me he's being um, a
4: very good girl we have to she, we have to know she's being a very good girl
3: yes uh, the weather is great for her she loves she loves the weather um, but, when it's so hot and also tires her out faster so it's great. Uh, I actually got sunburned yesterday, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about? On this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, Jarvis. Jarvis is uh, the new album from Jarvis Cocker and his band called Beyond the Pale. We're going to be looking at new songs from the Avalanches, Illuminati Hoddies, Devander Banhart and Berwin. And uh, up shortly, we're going to be talking to Shane Dunn of who's putting on the epic gig that's tapping on Saturday, Songs from an Empty Room. Uh, Songs from a Room is a one-night-five venue live stream happening this Saturday from 8.30 to 10.45pm featuring loads of different acts. Uh, it'll be broadcast on RT2, 2FM, RT Player and more. And there's a very good reason why it's put on and we talked to Shane who is Shane Don? who is from, uh, he, he is the MD of the Independence Festival. He is a booker for uh, MCD. He's also a part of the EPIC group, which is the uh, group of people who, uh, it is stands for the EPIC Production Industry COVID Working Group. So basically they're representing the uh, needs of, people who work in the live music industry beyond just the artists, like the Arts Council have been. And so I had a good chat with Shane this week about uh, all the nature of all of that stuff and how where we're at with live music right now. Uh, obviously, every week we've been talking about this, that it's kind of shifting and changing. Um, unfortunately, last week it actually went backwards because uh, the planned times that it was going to open the gigs and and spaces and indoor and outdoor spaces. We're supposed to go from 50 to hundred indoors and 200 to 500 outdoors. That is now being pushed back until August 10th, as we discussed last week. Uh, But that has some lasting impact on a music industry, a live music industry who currently have no roadmap for where we are going and what happens for the rest of the year. So part of the Epic group And a good few number of other groups at the moment, part of their whole thing is to, you know, really represent the interests of the people who work backstage and work in production, who work as promoters. Um, We need some clarity and we need some support uh, for that sector or venues and backline staff will be completely sidelined and we will end up next year with a pretty much decimated industry so you know um, we'll play we'll play very shortly we play a a interview with Shane just about all this because you know his points are are well noted and uh, you know the idea that we need some sort of clarity on this is because we can't let as we've seen in other places venues just close because there's nothing happening we need to support these places and we need culture and live music and artistic spaces to continue to operate and while obviously for the next few months if things are opening social distancing is a part of it we saw this week that the drive-in gigs with gavin james were cancelled and due to basically a technicality those were outdoor events where people would drive in with their cars in teams of four now we obviously discussed this on the podcast on a recent uh, episode and saying that while you know might not be the kind of experience we'd be interested in the idea was that it would support those kind of staff and that's what songs from an empty room is it's all about so who's playing on saturday uh well first of all there's five different venues that they're going to be broadcasting from the Olympia uh, Cypress Avenue in Cork Dolans in Limerick INEC in Killarney and russian Dove in Galway the likes of Denise Chyla Eve Bell James Vincent McMorrow, Jafaris, Gavin James is on there, Mother DJs, uh, Picture This, Sorka Richardson, Soleil, The Academic, Coronas and more are all playing as part of that. And the whole idea of the Songs from an Empty Room is to highlight that exact experience in terms of what the, the hardships that those people are going through and the people who work in the live music industry. And they're also asking as a part of it for support for two live event initiatives, Minding Creative Minds, which is the very recent new hotline and resource for people who work in the industry and for mining their mental health. And the Irish stage technicians, the AIST, Airship Fund as well. Basically, the live music industry in Ireland needs your support. That's what Songs from an Empty Room is all about. So uh, maybe we'll Play in my chat with Shane from this week and come back. I started by asking him what uh, Songs from an Empty Room was all about. And here's Shane to take it away.
5: Songs from an Empty Room was a kind of a, it was an idea that was bashed around with a few people involved with, with Epic. Um, and we'd seen what Dave Reed and the guys had done with Mind and Creative Minds. Um, and as part of Epic or from Epic, we asked Dave if they would expand that facility to artists, but also to the wider music industry. So people working with an industry rather than just artists. Um, they were great, gracious enough to do that, but then it obviously meant that the funding they had, you know, was going to be divided by two or three, you know, um, that they needed more money. So, you know, I suppose everybody on Epic works with artists, works with different, you know, and the people behind the scenes. So it started as a kind of an initial just raise a few quid um, for that. And it's getting, I guess, harder and harder for people within the industry that's, you know, artists, but also, you know, everybody who works behind the scenes, be it in theater or, you know, even in clubs and pubs, you know, there's nothing there for them. And they are kind of being told at this point, it's like, uh, if you wouldn't mind there, would you just quietly go bankrupt? You know, would you just quietly go out of business? You know, it's like, it seems very easy to just kind of say, stay closed. But, you know, um, you can now put 500 people, 600 people into a church as long as you can socially distance. But we can't put 51 people into the three arena. For a lot of people, that's, it's just starting to get harder and harder to take. Yeah, just saying like you can, you know, like there are special dispensations now, like, you know, sports are back. You know, GA is back, full contact training, but you can't sit beside somebody in a theatre. You know, it it doesn't make any sense and it's probably getting that's why it's getting a bit harder and harder for people within the industry. So initially songs from was was about raising a few quid, but I think it's become more and more about, you know, trying to shine a light on those people who work you know normally in the shadows, you know, and say, look, there's a there's 30,000 people employed in this industry. It generates three and a half billion quid a year. um, And for some reason it seems like, you know, maybe the lobby group is not, you know, maybe we're not loud enough. We've never asked before. So maybe that's why, you know, we've never been to government saying, um, you know, we need help here. We need support. So like, yeah, it's more now I think about having a night with, with all of these artists, but to kind of really show that there's tens of thousands of people here behind the scenes. And I think the one I keep using, talking to people is, you know, you can put four artists on stage in Crow Park, but it takes 2000 staff to put them there. You know, so there's this big industry, big business, and that feeds out into the wider. You know, it's into tourism, restaurants, hotels, taxi drivers, buses. You know, the magazines, the billboards. Like you look around Dublin at the moment, all the IPA sites are just got free stuff on them. You know, so like yeah. all of the wider, the gig economy, or the fun economy, or the crack economy, whatever you want to call it, um, th- that industry is just starting to look like the government are going to abandon us. Um, and that's really worrying and I know people people talk about the arts and they kind of I suppose they kind of maybe it is all the arts but they do confuse the two where you know the arts council is the arts council and they're the unapologetic in their in that what they do is look after artists and creators and that's what they do and that's fine but it's probably a low single figure percentage of the industry as a whole you know what I mean it doesn't you know that doesn't trickle down to anything from your small town festival in West Cork or in you know, West Carrier. Just you know, a lot of the stuff you would have been involved in over the years. You know, that's all commercially run. Um, so, like, yeah, the live the live entertainment sector kind of needs really to be supported now. And if it doesn't, I think we're looking at a decade of recovery. You know, if it's out, if it's gone for twelve months or more, who knows? Um, a lot of the businesses, it's small, the small, SMEs are going to go out of business. A lot of the staff who are highly skilled people, you know, engineers, techs. They're going to go and do something else, and then when it's you know when we come to next summer or whenever it is, and it's let's go back, turn the lights back on. Like we just won't have staff to do it. Like we'll be, yeah. you're going to see a big drop off. So look, that's yeah. So look, so- songs. I guess we've got a short verse because songs from an Empty Room is quite long. Um, if you don't care about the art, if you're not into the gig, that's fine. You should care about the fact that it's 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 a it's a direct contributor to the Irish economy. You know, it's not an industry that takes um, any money out.
3: I mean, from since you did the the Oirectis, uh stuff, has there been any indication that you've been listened to?
5: Um, I think it's the first time that I've, I've we've heard kind of TDs that they do seem to get it, um, and they're kind of are separating that there's a big big industry here and that it's a contributor to the economy. But we'll find out in the next couple of days. You know, there's a July stimulus package going to be announced. I think either tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, and we'll see you know what I mean, like what's in that um they keep talking about you know they won't stimulate businesses that are shut, or they won't stimulate businesses that that they don't they don't think are viable, but like all of these businesses were viable before COVID. you know they're in a situation now that's no no fault of their own um so we'll just see we'll see what's in that package um, and then maybe there's maybe there's stronger action needed <laughs> after that you know if if uh if what's in it is not is not sufficient. But the big the big worry at the moment is that all of your small venues, you see it in Manchester already with well, you know, with Gorilla and uh um definitely the other one. Definitely de- deficit, but you know, shutting down, it's gonna happen here. You're gonna lose you're gonna lose your venues. Like like everybody, you know, everybody talks about Hozier and Crow Park, you know, like a couple of weeks ago on Comic Relief. But like Hosier's first couple of gigs in Ireland were Queen's and the button factory. You know, like if you cut off that supply chain at the knees, you don't get the next Hosier or Dermot Kennedy or, you know, or or, Le Boom or whoever, you know what I mean? Like, because they can't start in the three arena, you know, um, and all of the businesses that, that supply those places and supply the small festivals like your Indian Body and Soul or C-Sessions or Life, they're all going to go to the wall and they're going to go to the wall in the next five or six weeks. This is not a, they're going to go to the wall, you know, they're waiting for this package and if there's not supports in it, and like the supports are, call it spade a spade, like the supports are free money. You know, they've all got rent, rates, you know, um, loans, you know, and like the last time I checked, I think the Irish state owned a big chunk of one of the banks, um, but yet they seem to be unwilling to kind of, as my mother would say, to put manners on them, you know, to actually say, lads, you need to pause these loans, you know, "for, for six months or 12 months until, you know, things come around again. But that's where the real people are going to those businesses are going to be to the pin of their collar come September time when their their six month loan break is up, the bank is screaming to be to be paid again. Um, and there's no money coming in because they're not allowed work, you know. So it's a it's a difficult situation for a lot of people.
3: And then the other thing about that is the whole idea of a roadmap and being able to see what could be possible. Obviously, you know, we don't know if there's going to be a second wave, a spike, whatever that could affect these things. But to even have a plan in place we're still in that phase where we don't quite know uh, if there's going to be any gigs this year, even socially distanced or otherwise. We don't know. We've, we've had the numbers push back. Uh, they're supposed to open up uh, indoors and outdoors to 100 and 500, um, which is no longer happening currently. So, I mean, from your perspective, like what do you see happening uh, for the rest of this year? Just to see, to start with that, like, um, if venues can reopen in some capacity, obviously the biggest concern is they can't even make money from those events. So
5: yeah, there's, you- there's going to be venues. There's going to be venues will reopen, I think, from the 10th of August. You know, that's currently, as long as we don't, you know, as long as we enter phase four, um, which is part of phase four in the roadmap was that theatres and venues could open subject to social distancing. But, like, to, to give you an example, the one that I've had a discussion with this week is Wheelands. I think the capacity in Whelan's normally was, was about 400, maybe a little over 400. I think their capacity with social distancing is going to be about 82. So like, you know, the, as you said, how do you, like they can't really make money at that. Like, But it will just be a case for a lot of businesses to try and get open um, to do something to keep their staff on the books, you know. Um, but the likes of those venues, not unlike the hotels at the moment and, you know, where they're operating at probably 15% capacity, they're open, but if the wage subsidy scheme is taken away from them, they'll just have to shut because it's, just, it's the likes of that—the wage subsidy scheme—that's that's propping them up at the moment. And you know, it's worrying when you see government already talking about dropping that and you know, going from three fifty to three hundred to two fifty to to the two or three. Um, there'll definitely be gigs, like like you know as well as I do. We've both been in this industry probably no one'll at this stage longer than we'd nearly care to remember. You know, in in some facet or another, but like it's it's a business of people who will try try things that that's what what we do you know so like obviously people are going to try streaming and online stuff but like a gig is a gig is a gig a gig is a connection between an artist and their audience their fan base like and you can't really do that through a through a screen you know so um i think people will look at doing smaller cap stuff like it's 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 crazy i think at this stage that outdoors you know you can't do a gig for 500 people um, where, you know, going to a gig, the promoter would have the name, address, email address, phone number of every person coming to the show, controlled environment systems in place, you know, medics on duty, et cetera, et cetera. You can't do that. But 500 people can pile onto a beach or into a park or, you know, and I go back to the other one, you know, like the one of people, you know, there's special dispensation given to churches. So you can put as many people as you want into a church with social distancing, but you can't put 51 people into the three arena, which yeah. seats, seats nine, sta- with standing is 14,000 people capacity. So there's no real joined up thinking, you know, Catholic church is a strong lobby group. So they have been told away you go. The GA are a strong lobby group. So they've been told two lads want to wrestle down on the ground in the middle of training. No problem. No social distancing, special dispensation can't go to a gig i feel like like the drive-in shows people are you know trying something right the money in them is small the costs are high but they're going to be knocked on the head now this week as well because the roadmap's not gone into phase four and they're going to be knocked on the head probably you know in a technicality of the wording in that you know the wording says drive-in cinema um but they're not a cinema they're a gig you know so you're gonna have Gardy or whoever just saying now nah, you're not doing it you know um which is like like how is it more dangerous you know to sit in a car two meters away from another car and watch a gig than it is to go play it doesn't yeah. make any sense like, it's just that we're as as an industry you know we're being treated pretty badly um at the moment and like it is that thing it's like you're you know you're just being asked to go out of business you know and people don't think of like you know, whatever about the big, big venues and the big, big orders. But like, what about the guy with just, you know, a couple of grand's worth of PA and that's what he does, you know what I mean? He's out every week. There's thousands of those small businesses in the country and yeah. they're being told, and, and the pubs and the venues, they're being told, just keep quiet there, go to business, don't be able to pay your mortgage, don't be able to buy the school books for the kids in September, don't be able to buy clothes, don't be able to look after your family, but just do it quietly and, you know, keep your mouth shut. Like, it's very dismissive.
3: All right, Andrea, that was pretty uh, grim listening in lots of ways, but it does kind of outline exactly from the front line at the back line where we are at in terms of live music in and in the industry. I think for me, the key thing there I'm hearing is that the live music industry, because it's a commercial enterprise and usually does quite well, it's never needed to ask for grants or support the way that artists do to get their work off the ground. And it's a new thing for a lot of people that there is a group on Facebook at the moment where a lot of people are worried about their PUP payment and all that kind of stuff and the future of live music industry. Uh, you're seeing a lot of those kind of things happening at the moment. There's a lot of worry, understandably. And there should be, there needs to be a lot of support, I'm specifically talking about the Music and Entertainment Association of Ireland. It's a private group on Facebook where a lot of people who work in the live industry are sharing their discontent. And, uh, you know, even looking at the likes of the politicians who are looking to take a six week break from next Thursday, even though they've only been in after a month. Uh,
4: I didn't hear about that
3: yeah i i'd be surprised if there is an uproar about that i'm, uh, I'm sure they're going to be weeks.
4: hashtag staycationing anyway yeah i mean look the, the the live music industry is something that um that we have and i'm talking even within the music industry that we've just taken for granted because it it, it does make money and a lot of artists um rely on live shows to fund their albums and like al- albums don't come out of nowhere um record deals don't come out come out come out of nowhere um all, all of the the outgoings that you have as a band down down to buying instruments you know b- b- booking a bus to go on tour these things cost money and it's something that we as punters and also we as i suppose like music journalists and in, in other part of the industry take for granted i interviewed the coronas last week and i was uh, chatting to them about this initiative actually they they made a very good point that um if there isn't government support now um, for for people who actually run shows behind the scenes, not not necessarily the artists, because a, a lot of the bigger artists are, are going to be able to ride this wave for for a while, not forever. But they'll they'll, they'll survive. Um, but it's people like lighting technicians, producers, bookers all of those behind the scenes people who we as punters and we as gig goers don't see, all of them are, are going to have to go and get other jobs. And then when it comes around to next summer, hopefully if, if festivals are, are are going ahead again, they made the point that there will be no one to put them on. Um, so there will either be no festivals or there will be festivals, but they'll be run really badly by amateurs. So it's these professional people in this huge industry. Like, I mean, I, I, I was even staggered a bit by by, by the number of like the amount of money that, that 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 industry actually brings in for Ireland um it is a lot it, it is far too much money for the government to ignore it as a um a, as an aspect of Irish economic life uh to be ignored it's it's just it's it's absolutely staggering and i think that there is this attitude by politicians and by people who look at entertainment as something of a suppose a, a, a an optional while while we're in a good state, kind of thing. There's th- there can be this attitude that we are that that we need to put all of that aside and get you know the real economy boosted again. But this is as much part of the real economy as anything else, and there is going to have to be artists and people who are working in the arts and all of these behind the scenes people cannot be relying on charity and fundraisers because there is only so much momentum causes like this have especially in a very turbulent social climate and people only have so much money to give to so many different causes yeah so there there absolutely needs to be some kind of initiative from from the perspective of the government to support these people because we can't keep pointing at our our arts and culture as being and i've I've said this on, on this podcast before we, we can't keep telling tourists come to ireland come to ireland we're full of culture we're full of poets and uh, musicians and actors and playwrights um, because if we don't support them we're not going to have any of those things we're just going to have hotels named after the people who used to be famous in those um, in those fields so it's great to see this. Go, go, going ahead on on um on Saturday evening is it
3: Saturday evening yeah Saturday songs from yeah. an empty room is what it's called it, look,
4: it, it a... looks like it's going to be really really great and um ho- hopefully you know it will draw attention for people to the fact that these shows don't put on themselves you know
3: yeah, exactly, and that's the whole idea behind it.
4: Songs from an empty room
3: is uh, live from the Olympia and for the venues around Ireland. Uh, as we said, the likes of James Smith and McMorrow, Soleil, The Academic, The Blizzards, Kronas, uh, Picture This, Jafaris, uh, Denise Chila, Moon. Gavin James, Lyra, and many more uh, will be playing. Um, It's on RT2 at half eight in the evening on Saturday to Saturday coming, and RT Player as well, and 2FM as well. Songs from an empty room.com, all in sport of minding, creative minds, and the AIST Hardship Fund. Right.
4: Something cheerful now, maybe?
3: Yes, maybe it's time for something cheerful Let's uh, for us both. Play the song. Okay. okay, reasons to be cheerful, but I'm free. But I'm reasons to
2: be cheerful, but I'm free. But I'm reasons to be cheerful, but I'm free.
6: But I'm reasons to be cheerful. One, two,
2: three.
3: Okay, that was Abba with uh, "Does Your Mother Know?" Why would I be playing that, Andrea? I know it's, Abba are one of your favorites, but uh, uh, is think... my
4: is my mother here?
3: <laughs> no, and um... she's
4: here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, being, everybody.
3: Well, here we go. The reason that I picked that song for a reason to be cheerful this week is because uh, there was news today that not only we've talked about this before, Abba are, had two two new songs on the way before all of this stuff happened to coincide they with some. Did hologram kind of thing that they were doing uh but it turns out they actually are going to be releasing five new songs um and this uh, news came to us in a very strange way from uh, a a podcast actually called reasons to be cheerful um what <laughs> yeah. now sounds good that's uh, crazy It took, when I looked into it, basically, uh, Bjorn. It's an
4: alt-right platform
3: for hate hate
4: and fascism. (laughs) There's a guy called
3: Jeff Lloyd who interviewed Bjorn from ABBA and got this news from him, uh, said that they are actually planning on all reuniting and getting on stage as well next year. So that's something else. Um, So... Uh, Just to re-
4: clarify, Reasons to be Cheerful is not an alt-right platform for no, hate not. and fascism. But
3: uh, the co-host of the Reasons to be Cheerful podcast, as well as a guy called Jeff Lloyd, is actually former Labour Party leader Ed Miliband. So.
4: <laughs> uh, you're messing. This is too many things that I'm like weirdly interested in. <laughs> Ed Miliband hosts it.
3: Yeah, he's a co-host with this I mean, guy, I, I wouldn't Lloyd.
4: call him alt-right but uh, i wasn't wrong <laughs> yeah uh, uh, that's that's absolutely got so is um is miliband all all excited about abba
3: i don't know i think this came i don't even know if the episode's actually out yet but the uh the other his co-host jeff lloyd was the one that interviewed bjorn and says Abbeyless. that they shared the news that they recorded new songs should be out at the end of uh they should have been out at the end of last year but because of the pandemic uh uh it they've been delayed but he promised that the new five new Ava songs will be out in 2021 and that there's a good chance that they're all going to take the stage uh, together
4: next year. Man if I get to see Ava. I I wrote off seeing ABBA <laughs> in my lifetime. Like I thought, you know, I I wouldn't actually have a chance to do that. Um, that's that's a real reason to be cheerful. There well you done. Go. I thought you'd that's like fantastic that. stuff I there. You'd like yeah, that. that's great. <laughs> that's brilliant. Because uh, I'll I'll go anywhere. Like I'll 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 fly somewhere. Flying will that be allowed? Who knows? Look, mm, that's not. I have a reason to be cheerful. My reason to be cheerful is. A new Beyonce visual album, which I'm very excited about. It's called Black is King. Um, It was written, directed and executive produced by Beyonce. And it will feature some songs from the Lion King set- soundtrack, but kind of recontextualized into this wider story about a young African king who undergoes a journey through betrayal, love and self-identity to reclaim his throne. And he utilizes the guidance of his ancestors and his childhood love. And the story is told through the voices of present day black people. And um, I'm just really, really excited about it. The trailer came out, I think, either yesterday or today. I saw it today. Um, It looks really beautiful. And I'm just so ready to have another visual album from Beyonce to like properly pour over. Um, yeah, when is I don't it when think is actually out? When's the release? Mm, later this year, I think. Um, it's going to be on Disney Plus, so everybody who got Disney to watch Hamilton can probably just keep it for a bit. Or uh, like J- me, July thirty first. Yeah, July thirty first. July thirty first. Yeah, so not not very long. God, it's the 27th of July. Um, oh i saw on twitter somebody said that september is five weeks away and i was like what
3: <laughs> no <laughs> not allowed no. <laughs> it's like those tweets that people are like uh christmas is only we're halfway towards christmas you're like no,
4: oh stop. god yeah don't go but ahead. yep new new beyonce fabulous um great news and I think that she is as important as ever. What what I think is interesting is that um, we're give, being given a release date for it. And it's not just going to drop. She hasn't done that in a while. Because mm. she dropped Lemonade. Like she's, I think she's dropped. Disney like to afraid- plan things. They do. Yeah, they do. And they want to make sure that people have their, their, like, they're probably seeing a bit of fall off from the subscriptions around Hamilton and those kind of early subscriptions as well so they're probably trying to get people to either sign up or to not delete their subscription which is fair um and it will be broadcast like across africa before anywhere else so um african countries are getting it the day before i think uh, which is pretty cool um so yeah that's my reason to be cheerful more beyonce in the world is a good thing
3: Yeah, very good. Uh, Well, normally we would have a a Kanye West album would be a reason to be apprehensive as opposed to be cheerful. And it has continued in that vein just very quickly. Um, There is supposed to be a Kanye album out on Friday, but um, uh, the poor man is not being uh, very well. He's clearly, um, there was a statement uh, from his wife Kim Kardashian Yeah, I was
4: going to ask if you minded if I just read that statement to our listeners because, so this like i was thinking today about kanye and i know i said last week that he dropped out of the presidential race the presidential thing i am i'm no longer going to be talking about that because we are not in the business of discussing fake news it's not real he's not running for president there's no point in putting any more gas on that fire but also kanye west is not a well man and um I'm not entirely comfortable discussing him as a news story going forward at this time. So his um, his wife, Kim Kardashian, put out a statement today that said, as many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I'm very protective of our children and Kanye's rights to privacy when it comes to his health. But today I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions about men- mental health those that understand mental illness or even compulsive behavior know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor people who are excuse me people who are unaware or far removed from this experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves have to ha, have to engage in the process of getting help no matter how hard the family and friends try um and then she goes on after that but i think that that's the that's the most important part is that um it's kind of not well and um I I really feel for the man and I feel for his family a lot and it's really difficult to see an artist that I love going through something so heartbreaking so publicly and um I hope that people kind of view him or kind of approach what is happening with him at the moment with compassion and realize that it's not actually the same thing as like Donald Trump or something like who is just an an inherently evil man. Kanye is 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 really sick. Yeah he's
3: he's having a bipolar episode at the moment and I've seen so many headlines even today and I'm surprised by the I mean, a lot of people just looking for clicks off him like and I'm just like, Do you know, what? Just, just leave him alone for a while. He's he's not well. He's saying things, all sorts of things that don't make sense. And uh he needs uh, to be looked after and he needs to get help. And uh, that's it's not going to help if the a media frenzy continues around him or you write things based on what he says. It. Yeah,
4: it only fuels it, you know. So um Kanye, we love you, and we wish you all the best, and um, you know, get well soon.
3: I've been thinking about that in the context of uh, the Britney Spears thing that's been happening in the last few weeks, the free Britney. Um, I
4: think we should do a whole thing about that. You reckon? Yeah. Because yeah, that's um, that's like, that's insane. It's 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 crazy, and it's it. I I think it will require like. A, a good section of a podcast episode to talk about because it is but yeah no com- completely there's a lot of parallels um there
3: yeah and I think if anything it just shows that maybe people are uh realized that you know this is what's happening uh now compared to back then when it was less obvious or or people didn't understand those kind of things um so Yeah, we will talk about that another time. Uh, Let's move on to uh, our songs of the week this week. Our first track is uh, from The Avalanches and it's called Wherever You Go featuring Jamie XX, Nina Cherry and Clipso. And it sounds like this. Was the Avalanches with a new song called "Wherever You Go," featuring uh, Jamie xx, co-production by Jamie xx uh, and vocals from Nina Cherry and a uh, Sydney-based producer called Clipso. Um, it was they have been released for the Avalanches. It's the first time uh, they're they're practically uh, you know releasing tracks uh, like pretty regularly at the moment. It's like they're practically prolific the way it's gone. Um, this is the fourth song we've heard this year from a forthcoming album, presumably. We had that lovely uh, Hammond sister sampling, We Will Always Love You, uh, featuring Blood Orange. Uh, there was a tribute to uh, Dave Berman called Running Red Lights, featuring Rivers Cuomo. Uh, and then these two songs today, this is the first one, there was another song as well, which which features Sanada Matreya. do you know who that is? because I didn't, and I didn't realise it was Terence Trent Darby uh, on vocals. Uh, So that's another song that was out today, which features a sample of Vashti Bunya's Glow Worms as well. Two really lovely songs and very, like slightly different than the Avalanche's cut and paste style that they are kind of known for. Uh, I think from what I'm gathering about this record, it's coming from a place of um, celebrating somebody's life. It seems to be maybe uh, a... An elegy of some kind. There's uh, samples in this song uh, of the Voyager Golden Record, which is a gold-plated copper disc that launched into space by Voyager One and Two in 1977. Also, Mick Jones from the Clash plays uh, piano on this song as well. Um, vocals, Nina Cherry. If it is Nina Cherry singing, it, it sounds like um, a bit like Santiago, actually. Um, but I really like this. Uh, it's it's a different kind of vibe for. Uh, the avalanches which is nice I think it's nice when somebody has a really established thing that they sound a bit different Uh, but I I, I can hear in some of these songs there's quite an emotional weight coming through from uh, this band and that might not be something you'd expect um, from a band like the avalanches and they posted a statement that said uh, along with the uh, track said why do we send music to the stars because we want our voices to live forever how else should we become pure spirits singing forever in the dark our stars are not where I last admired them. Our homes crumble and we don't know which place to long for, which is a quote from Anne Drogan. Um, so, yeah, I just think that's really uh, interesting. Uh, a, a very nice, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of emotional weight coming through from this new music. And I'm excited to hear what how this all stacks up and uh, sounds together.
4: Cool. I like it also. Uh, yeah, it's definitely different. It's definitely more emotional, more... Um, I'm not sure if "mature" is the right word because, I mean, they they sort of came out uh, like they they were batten from expertise from the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Like they they had this kind of fully formed style and sound, but it it is really interesting to hear them go a kind of a more emotional direction. Maybe there's some kind of um, influences from bands like Spiritualized there, and that idea of. Um, cosmic significance and music being inherently tied into that um which i tend to like so um yeah i'm really excited for for hopefully hopefully it is an album but i mean with this many songs just put them together and it's an album um
3: all right yeah our first song of the week from you yourself is uh, the illuminati hotties Mm -hmm. a band Maybe one of the best band names I've heard in a long time.
4: It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. This track is called uh, Freedom. It's from an album, Free IH. This is not the one you're looking for. While
2: the world burns, how could you care about a fucking record? it was to polish off the fuck. There was day. no love lost until you deemed that I was not I a I it's my fault for being good, good at something sentimental.
3: All right, that was Illuminati Holly. The song is called Freedom. Um, the album is called <gasps> I just
4: got Freedom. Like yeah. Freedom. <laughs> I, I hadn't said I hadn't said it out loud yet. <laughs> God, Fair. I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> That's alright. Um, That's good, isn't
3: it? It was, yeah. It is. Um, and well, I have to say, the album came out last week. It's, it's. I don't know if it's a full album. Album. But it seems to be called a mixtape. This is not the one you've been waiting for. Uh, I, I would that, uh, call it an su- album. These
4: these young well, people.
3: Well, that that title suggests that there is another album coming yeah. as well. And uh, well, this this one I... was
4: leaked. Um, so they put this uh, collection out pretty hastily. So may- maybe maybe this kind of. Um, more production to be done on like the album proper. But um it's a very have you listened to the rest of the album?
3: I've listened to about half of it. Mm. Uh, I've listened to it today. It's quite eclectic. Uh, are, yeah, and it also the first song on the album has a has one of the best titles I've heard this year, which is Will I get cancelled if I write a song called If You Were a Man You'd Be So Cancelled.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I uh that was uh, I was between playing this one, this song this week or that opening track. But um, a lot of the rest of the I, I, I should say they are a band from um, L.A. and they tend to play like quite short tracks. Uh, this is uh, probably explained by it being leaked, but it is quite, you know, demo sounding. But I, I really think it adds to it. Um, the rest of the album is quite heavy. It's quite punk. Uh, But there is a lot of variation within that style. This is definitely the kind of softest, most melodic moment on the album. I think it's a real highlight. It it comes towards the end. Um, It's really charming. It's absolutely gorgeous. And um, yeah, I I think the album overall is really, really interesting and well worth a listen. It flies by, you know, like two, two minute long songs, you know, you can't go wrong. Yeah
3: 23 minutes in total so yeah. you know you'll fly through it. Yeah. What else
4: um, I really like
3: what I heard so far it's very kind of like trashy fun kind of stuff with biting lyrics like that song will like, I get cancelled if I read a song is uh, the the opening line is uh, let's smash to a podcast so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so yeah they've been around a while but uh, I've seen a lot about them this year so uh, I have been intrigued. To say the least. So there you go. Uh, those Illuminati Hoddies song was called Freedom. Uh your next choice is from uh, a man that we haven't heard from in a while, but he had a couple of songs out, uh recently called his name is Devander Banhart, and this is called It's Not Always Funny.
7: Without a care Then place with my hotel Oh well Over and over It's gonna be a drag Something's in the air Not a word between us Oh well, Are you still there? It's last calling hell. won't you stay for us not always funny baby but i hope that you don't mind when i tell you that it sure is sometimes
2: So this is the third song
4: from a forthcoming four track EP. So we're three quarters of the way there. Um, And it's this sort of, I guess, bossa nova inspired uh, loungy jazz track put through this really like nostalgic, nostalgic rather filter. Um, with this lovely, lovely brass and strings that come in there in the chorus. I think it's really charming and really engaging. Um, And it's sort of a song for our times, he said about the song. Um, there's a line in it, I was thinking about the touch of your eyes. And he says, now that eyes have become our faces, I find going to the supermarket the most intimate experience since the lockdown. We've been hyper developing the language of looking in each other's eyes, which um, I think is really interesting. And I've definitely found that where you are being confronted by you know the windows to each other's soul while you're getting the milk in Tesco um and yeah I, t- I think it's, it's just a really gorgeous song I actually haven't listened to the other two that he's released uh so far I, I I heard this and I said I'd wait until the until the EP itself is out but um it's always really nice to hear him I think he's he's Really brilliant and excellent guitarist. His voice is just so calming and so melodic and so lovely. Um, so yeah, really glad he's back. Yeah, there's
3: a nice uh, throwback vibe to this one. Very low uh, uh, mm. energy, kind of buzz. I like it. Uh, yeah, it is, uh, the van Heard. Okay, our final track this week is from Berwin. Uh, this is on called Trap Foam.
6: Hear me out. I got something to say. Today they caught my boy slipping and stabbing To you it's just another episode of this madness To you it's just another black you in his antics But oh yeah man when it rains it pours It leaves puddles on floors, it leaves mothers distraught You know your mum doesn't deserve half of the stress that you bore I know your mum that's a good woman G, trust me, good to the core I used to see your mum every time I go visit mine in prison Working nights at the front that's just trying to feed the children But still you playing games, games Don't get me wrong, you're not the only one here trying to be champion I'm just saying to their champions who you almost became But you don't seem to see it the same And you and your brother, you're both just like brothers to me So if you go, it leaves a hole in my soul And if they have a funeral for you, I probably won't even go I don't be crying in front of people, I only cry on my own Call me on my trap phone There's love deeper than wishing worlds I know you're only called to wish me well I just wonder if you're fine on the other I get side.
3: Berwin is an uh, artist that came to me um, earlier this year. I heard him on the Benji B's radio show, uh, one of those shows that I try and listen to every week because I always discover lovely, great new music. Uh, and this was one of those songs. Uh, he is a East London artist who also featured on the Everything Was Recorded album earlier this year from Richard Russell. Uh, he's a song called Glory, which uh, is absolutely phenomenal and just floored me the first time I heard it. Uh, he actually performed that for Jules Holland in June. And you all need to go watch that clip because it, it's pretty devastating. And um, he performs it in front of his mother at home. Uh, so this is the follow-up single uh, to that song. It's called Trap Phone. Again, I love the kind of like confessional, brittle nature of his songwriting. Um, You know, talking about wouldn't not going to somebody's funeral because, you know, he'd rather cry at home uh and it, he kind of paints pictures with his lines about you know his family and who what his mother does for a living and you know you really get a sense of somebody uh in the small details and as well as that it's also a really lovely production uh kind of thing that reminds me a little bit of like james blake here and there but in that kind of james blake uh 2020 where he's writing uh songs um as opposed to producing songs if you know what i mean you know um so that is Berwyn, uh, a song called Trap Phone. Did you get a chance to listen to this one?
4: Um only a couple of times, but I really liked what I hear. Um I didn't know about that live performance for Jules Holland, oh, so I will so good. I will check that out. Because so that sounds good. really sad.
3: Yeah, it's uh it's definitely worth a watch. So uh do check that out. Yeah, uh, it's Berwin songs called Glory. Uh the one on Jules is called Glory, that one is called Trap Phone. Okay, it is time for our Album of the Week. This week, uh, we're going to be talking about Jarvis Cocker's new album with his band. The band is called Jarv Is, and the album is called Beyond the Pale. And uh, to give you a flavour of that, we're going to play a song called... Must I Evolve? we two single cells. Now
2: it gets exciting. Because cells start to Organism. Now we can go swimming in that primordial suit Now is the time to come out of the water Puffing a panting onto dry land I held your hand on a rocky shoreline Asked a wreck for the very first time And I'm so glad Shelter. We're looking for trouble. Now we're building a home out of the rubble. We're moving together. He painted a wall. I discovered fire. Even giants started small. The child, the statue. I developed
3: Uh, so Andrea, why are we talking about this this week? This is the first time we've heard from Jarvis Cocker in a solo capacity, or although it's not really solo capacity, but it does have his name. He is the titular artist on it. So tell me a bit about where they came from and where this album came from and why it exists.
4: Yeah, so Jarvis, no is. I keep having it as Jarvis, but that's not important um formed in late 2017 as a kind of a project to um foster the idea of writing songs in collaboration of uh, in collaboration with an audience Um, they started to record those sessions um in order to kind of just help them when they're back in the studio with their songwriting and then jeff barrow suggested that the recordings could become the foundations of an album so um there's a couple of tracks here that are, um, you know, recorded live. M- Must I Evolve, which we just heard. And Sometimes I'm a Pharaoh, which comes around the, the middle of the album, were recorded during a April 2018 performance in um, Peak Cavern in uh, Derbyshire. Um, and then Children of the Echo was recorded during um, the band's performance at Primavera in Barcelona in 2019. And then the rest of the album um and some overdubs were recorded at um, Narcissus Studios in London um, last summer as well. So it is, I, I think the band called it a, um, what is it? A, it's not a live album, it's an Alive album, which um, is cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> um, and it is very much a band project, you know, like it's. I. it shouldn't really be called a Jarvis Cocker solo record. Like a collaboration is so essential to this album. It's it's in the DNA of the project. Um I mean that said the kind of the that wry wit of uh Cocker is all over this. Like um Must I Evolve is is a song that tries to document this journey from the cave to the rave and it's like where we started out and where we've come to reminded me of um um the uh, pure comedy by Father John Misty. Um, there's a, there's parallels in in its themes there. So obviously I was all over it. Um, and then you know just asking must I evolve must I grow must I mature and so on if if we're going to survive these things um and there's really witty and dark lyrics in there that I don't think would be out of place on a father john misty album like that. that that song has a lyric one dark night there was a big bang well maybe a small bang actually more of a pop but whatever it was something went off um which I which I just love um and he he sings it with this sort of that typical Jarvis Cocker seriousness that often overflows into kind of not quite humorous but at least comedic in its delivery um and a bit sardonic and a bit wry um and it's just it's completely full of charm you know um yeah, that's the kind of background. Do you anyway. know
3: much about the actual players, uh, the bands themselves, what they sound like? Because there's a lot of uh, things going on here. you got like, well, two members of a of a band called Bastian, Jan, Seraphina Steer and Emma Smith. Um, and then, confusingly, the James Taylor Quartets, Andrew McKinney. So I don't know what that band is exactly, but uh, a play mm. on a word. Uh, and the All Seeing Eyes, Jason Buckle and Three Trap Tigers, a band of who uh, kind of did post-rock stuff Adam Betts so there's a bit of everything here um mm. there's a bit of you know Kraut rock there's a bit of psych rock a bit of domestic kind of disco stuff there's a jam band feel to it a bit of a it's got a bit of everything like the opener uh Save the Whale really reminds me of Leonard Cohen's last album uh You Want a Darker yeah. the opener of that very much like that kind of amped up creepiness like people like Cocker and Cone are very good at doing that kind of thing Um, and it's been it's been interesting to hear this again because I went back and just quickly listened to some of the solo Jarvis stuff and you're right Mm. it really is a fully full band at play here it's very much a collaboration between and a conversation between all them all these songs were developed live and they really sound like it so while Jarvis Jarvis is the songwriter and singer there's definitely it's the work of all of them and I think it's all the better for it Uh, you talk about you know Mm. this
4: yeah I think you know as you move through it I guess kind of narratively Jarvis is this kind of he's the front man he's he's the he's almost like a conductor or a narrator sort of figure and the band are telling the story just as much as he is sometimes they're like in the backing vocals they're this kind of Greek chorus character and sometimes they're in conversation with him or even sometimes arguing with him and then other times they're sort of really setting the stage and setting the scene for like these quite epic stories because these are long songs um like these are there. There's not a song on it that is um, that's shorter than five minutes. I think maybe there's, there's one. There's two, yeah, um, but they're but the they, shortest is four
3: and a half minutes. That's it.
4: But the most yeah, of them are yeah, so, six I or mean, seven. They're, they're quite long yeah yeah and and I I like that about this album I like that it it allows and I'm, I suppose that's why I say that it is collaborative because there's just as much time and space given to the band as there is to Jarvis um for for them to kind of tell a narrative with their with their musicality and their instrumentation and to really take the time to set the scenes for these stories and these kind of uh, Musical set pieces that that are happening. I I haven't actually seen a lot of people make a David Byrne comparison, but I think that there's there's absolutely something going on here with with that um much more theatrical uh performance based thing. Um, obviously this is pretty much on the other end of this of the spectrum in that David Byrne is um his his shows and his work is incredibly rehearsed and um you know to the everything is done to the letter uh, and that's what we love about him whereas this this feels a little bit freer it feels like he there may be a little bit less precious about the about the technicalities as long as they capture a mood um which which I think is really really great. Um Yeah, maybe it's more I the love...
3: conversational or the uh, call caller response kind of uh, aspect to it that maybe feels Yeah, yeah. Competes. Yeah, David there Byrne. is
4: that kind of like free freedom there um when it comes to when it comes to that but it's it's quite an artsy project in the same way that D- David Byrne kind of you you can see that they're they're approaching it um thematically at least um, or uh, th- thematically in terms of the power of music and the history of music and how it has grown and changed and grown and changed us through, through it. Um, like, I mean, how's music all night long, uh, this kind of eerie dance track um, genuinely makes me feel like I'm trapped in something, but uh, like not necessarily in a bad way. Like it, it makes me think of that feeling where you're too old to the, you're too old for the party or you're kind of too old to be with all these people taking drugs and you'd really rather just go home to your living room and you know be like play music on your good speakers and your comfy couch but then there's obviously the flip side of that because it's like, well, that's all we're doing. I'm not out at parties with strangers at the moment. I am listening to house music all night long, forever and ever and ever, and there's no end to it, and I'm at home alone, and that's no go- that's no good either. So, I mean, this song was written before lockdown, but something in it really speaks to that sort of um, lack of in-between that there is, you're either one thing or the other, you're either out and about or, or you're inside trapped. Um, and I think that it, you know he he obviously didn't know going into it that that would be a kind of a a resonant idea within that song but it just it really really burst through the first time i listened to it i was like oh god i i I don't know if i'm ever going to listen to house music all night long in any other way than this kind of like sad lonely like there's (laughs) at home on my own kind of way that song
3: has lyrics like saturday night cabin fever and house nation this is one nation under a roof and uh, then yeah, lost in like, the night of the living room adrift in a world of interiors. <laughs> it's like, hello, yeah, lockdown. Yeah. How are you?
4: Lo- lockdown, but also I can definitely see that applying to like when you're at a kind of an after session that you definitely should not have gone to. Like you should have gotten a taxi home and called it a night, but you're at this place and you're like, oh God, I'm just in someone's house. I don't know who it is. And I feel trapped here. And I'm listening to dance music all night long, you know. Um, it's it's a really cool nuanced song in its lyrics and it also sounds great it sounds it sounds nearly it's like eerily industrial or something um and i i i, lo- I love it i really i think that that for me is the standout track on the album definitely
3: yeah there's a song uh, uh am i missing something as well which had a, a really good uh standout line uh i don't want to dance with the devil but do you mind if i tap my foot uh, I love that and then uh, there's lots of those kind of very Jarvis-esque lines, uh, Children of the Echo, the closest, there's only seven songs here, 40 minutes in total so you know it does kind of fly by pretty quickly, uh, Children of the Echo, you say I don't communicate and the next line is just no comment uh, so you know there's loads. That's those great are those and
4: good. there's. there's- there's another goddamn this claustrophobia cuz I should be disrobe- disrobing you, <laughs> uh which I like a lot <laughs> i think that's in uh that's in Don's musical night long i too. also but yeah i mean sorry i ahead. also
3: hear some parallels to the likes of nick cave in terms of how he's he's uh commanding this band and these songs uh and then there's the likes of you know the kind of more uh, esoteric uh, sometimes I am reminds me a bit of the band Suicide sometimes as well. So there's a lot in here. And I think when I went when I was listening to this, I was like, this is very enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. I'm not the biggest Jarvis fan, as in like I wouldn't really stick him on that often or or pulp in general. I do, but I do have an appreciation for him as an artist and pulp as a band. And
4: uh I was I was texting a friend today about Jarvis Cocker because he, he also really liked the the album and I was saying that I think Jarvis Cocker is the person in the world who I most want to think I'm cool (laughs) like if I met them I would really want him to think I'm cool because to me he's like the coolest guy like he's just so he's just so cool and even when I was a kid I remember like Common People was like my favorite song when I was a child like I just would bop away to it It really connected with something within me. Loved the music video. So young. And I didn't know for years that Jarvis Cocker was this sort of like, I guess, like, geeky king when it came to music. I just thought he was like so cool and his glasses were so cool and he was so tall and he danced really cool <laughs> which I think actually explains a lot about me yeah, um, yeah. going forward in life it's funny but yeah, like, yeah. I remember uh, yeah it, it, it's mad I like, remember
3: Sally Cinnamon on our previous podcast the uh, loose joints of me for a while she was talking about talking heads and she's like Uh, I just thought they were banned for kids because like that's what they sound like I just like you know talking heads yeah, she was just like that when I was young I just thought they were banned for kids because they're fun. Oh, they, they,
4: that's quite. That's quite sweet.
3: That kind of idea. That's
4: really cute. But I was. say, but yeah. Um. The
3: vocals is, here uh, this... are something that uh, stand out for me in terms of how he delivers them because they definitely seem a bit more controlled and less, you know, prone to. Um you know jarvis style freak outs almost you know like the things that maybe people would associate yeah. there's songs a couple
4: he, he, he has some moments yeah
3: but they they it, feel but. quite measured and really in fitting with the songs which i think you know because mm. they're road tested live and all that stuff and that's where they came from um so yeah i definitely i'm enjoying this a lot this week
4: yeah me too. I think it's uh, it's experimental. It's collaborative, which are two things that I really like in music. Sometimes it's a little bit rough around the edges with those live elements, uh, but I I like I like those imperfections around it i think there's they're so charming and i can't help but fall for its kind of grandiosity how high it's reaching in its like kind of thematic content mm. and then jarvis just dragging it back into the gutter again with those lyrics and th- that kind of um that really wry charm that he has um also if if people like this album um they the band did a, a live show from uh, called live from the center of the earth um where they play the album in full at the uh, the peak cavern peak cavern in derbyshire where so a, a, a selection is uh, uh, is on the album a section of those songs is on the album uh they do the whole the whole thing in full and it's uh it's a genuinely brilliant um stream it's absolute it's it's gorgeous it's uh, it's done really professionally they're performing in a cave um uh so it, it is kind of spooky and cool and it sounds absolutely wonderful so that's that's on youtube you can just look up um, Jarvis live from the center of the earth, and one hundred percent recommend watching that. Very
3: good. I think it's only limited uh, availability. I'm not sure how long it's up there for, but yeah, it is. Ah, someone to rip it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is a good <laughs> uh, summation of the album and where it came from. So a good way to uh, experience it, I would say. Uh, all right, uh, that is Jarvis with uh, the album is called Beyond the Pale. Let's hear. That song we were talking about, house music all that. Who
2: the hell would live in a house like this? Heavy to the basement, one foot on the pedal. Bin. This ain't easy. Listen. I was listening to house music all night long and old waiting for you I was listening to house music all night long and all day too I was waiting for you to come In house nation.
3: That was our album of the week from Jarvis, uh, Jarvis Cocker, and uh, many friends uh, called Beyond the Pale. Uh, Dre, what else have you been up to this week? What's been consuming you? Did you buy your Father John, Dis- Mi- Father John Misty mask?
4: I did. It hasn't arrived yet. Well, that's a, that's um, good. But it's- I did. I did buy it. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I've three things this week. Uh, the first is the HBO series The Plot Against America. Don't know if you've watched it yet. Have you heard of it? I have not. It.
3: I need something new to watch.
4: Oh good golly. I've never said that before in my entire <laughs> life. Never said good golly. Good golly, you're gonna like this one. Uh so it is uh an from uh Philip or from David Simon rather, who we know from The Wire. Hmm. Uh, it's an alternate yeah. history miniseries based on the Philip Roth novel of the same name. It follows this kind of alternative history of what would have happened if Charles Lindbergh uh, won the Republican nomination against Roosevelt in 1940. Um, and the upturn in xenophobia, fascism and antisemitism that would have taken over America at, at that time during the war. Uh, as a result. It's basically what if then what if Germany won in World War II? Um mm. and what would America look like? And it's told from this perspective of a blue-collar Jewish family, Winona Ryder's in it. Um who else is in it? Zoe, Zoe something, can't remember her name. Um there's, there's a few famous people in it, but it's not like it's not really focused on that. Like mo- actually most of the actors in it are relatively um, unknown so he's on um and it's genuinely brilliant like the dialogue and some of the sets uh really really remind me like so some of the conversations that happen like out, out in the street in like the jewish neighborhood i'm like oh yeah this has a real like season 1 of the wire uh, g- like guys sitting on the couch kind of feel to it but it's um it's shot absolutely beautifully, and it, you know, obviously has a lot of parallels with the kind of rise in all right nationalism that's going on at the moment. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't whack you over the head with the kind of current parallels. It's very much a World War Two based story, um, about how easy it is to, to, to kind of um for for those kind of things to happen. I could not recommend it enough. Um, if like, I mean. Obviously, I've just come off the back of watching a show like Succession, which is obviously, you know, a lot of money in it. Really, really well made, excellent script, excellent characters, all of that. Uh, and this has been a really nice thing to follow that up with in, in in terms of quality. I've only seen it's six episodes long. I've seen three, so I'm halfway through it. They're an, an hour long and um, I really, really, really recommend it. It's great.
3: Very good. Um, um, Similar in tone to The Man in the High Castle, that show. Have you seen that show?
4: No, no, I don't know. Um,
3: basically exactly what you said, what if the Nazis won mm. uh the war and uh, it's set in the US if that happened. Uh it's yeah. an Amazon uh, series. Uh I I got I grew bored of it though. <laughs> okay. But yeah. That was they did two seasons of it, but I, 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 I think I stopped about half, Three quarters of the way through the first one. I was just like, I've okay. had enough. I don't know this. But yeah. uh, it, wasn't, it, was, it was very promising for a long time. Um, right. But this yeah. is a mini drama. This is a, this this a mini-series. Is mi-
4: mini-series so. Six episodes. I would, I would say that it is this year's Chernobyl Um, in that you go through it very quickly. It's brilliantly made. You know that it has an end point uh, and you know that there's not going to be a season two or anything. So you just you just sit back and kind of let it happen. But yeah, couldn't recommend it enough. Um, Do, I, do you want my other two things? Go, go for it. They're shorter. Uh, Okay, the other thing is a YouTube stream series called No More Jockeys. Um, It is um, Alex Horn, Tim Key and Mark Watson and they play a game of their own invention called No More Jockeys, um, which is, okay, so if I say hosier, no no more Irish artists. And then you say someone like, literally anyone in the world. Just name a person. Okay. Uh, uh,
3: <laughs> I can't think of anyone. Literally uh, anybody. The Rock. The Rock.
4: The, the Rock. Okay. No more.
3: Uh, wrestlers turned actors. <laughs> Perfect.
4: That's it. That's that's the game. Uh, it's It's a lot of fun to play with friends, but it's even funnier when you're watching, you know three excellent comedians playing it um it's very very good uh, fans of taskmaster um will enjoy it um and obviously fans of those three comedians as well T- tim key is particularly brilliant in it um but yeah we're just really nice i think there's four or five episodes up now and they seem to be do- doing it once a week uh throughout lockdown and my last thing is the Mission Impossible films which I've oh. been watching um I've watched them in a weird order I w- so last week I watched 5 and 6 which is six I think is, that's it's the best it's the
3: latest one isn't it
4: Mission Impossible 5 and then Mission Impossible Fallout I think is 6 that's the one with um Henry Superman in it and then at the weekend I watched 4 um and oh god there's so much fun They're just, they're just really fun films. I just, I don't know why I stopped like going to see those films, but I do remember that the fifth one got like amazing critical reception and that it was like this unbelievable thing for the franchise and it like really reboosted it and stuff. Um, And yeah, loved it. Just thought they were great. Really nice. I wouldn't say mindless, but like just no they're fun if, though mostly. you're sitting there i mean they... you, you just kind of let them happen you're just like okay like there's a bit <laughs> there's, i mean there's a few bits i did forget that the mask thing was a thing in mission impossible that like they can wear masks of other people's faces and <laughs> i was watching it with harry and like in like one of the openings like somebody takes off a mask and i was like oh, like oh, that's not that it was like unrealistic but i was like oh it's a bit of a like deus ex machina kind of thing and he was just like no the mask thing has been a thing since mission impossible one so i was like okay that's fine but um i mean like the most fun you can have watching mission impossible is knowing that tom cruise did all of the things Mm. like he did all of them he's like the biggest building in the world in dubai he's like swinging around it um while stuff like there's a big sandstorm coming. It's just, it's just great fun. It's just great. Tom Cruise cannot be stopped. I yeah,
3: you you want the the big action from Mission yeah. Impossible for sure, and also yeah. you know, just that's all you want, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. enjoyable, big, dumb, fun. Yeah, um, and you can and, you see know, them like get less well.
4: kind of Bondy in terms of women, uh, definitely yeah. in five and six. Like the women are actual characters in five and six and they're not like uh, but I mean there's there's a few bits that annoyed me it's like oh do you really have to get changed in the car while the camera's on you like Simon Pegg isn't getting changed into his different suit you know um but yeah there's, there's work to be done there but yeah
3: yeah, but they are generally quite enjoyable. Um, well, I, I've been watching something very different, um, which a lot of people have uh, been talking about the last uh, month or so. Uh, I May Destroy You, the TV mm-hmm. show from uh, the BBC from Michaela Cole. And uh, it is fucking brilliant. It is so good. It is uh, just a really interesting, well put together show about um, consent and uh Mostly about consent, really, but just uh, fragmented in different ways, in different relationships, in different situations, and how people deal with it, and how they realize, you know, that maybe a rape has occurred, or maybe they haven't. Um, but it's all basically told through uh, the experiences of a group of friends. It's also uh, very uh, human, r- really, like, very realistic, uh, a lot of complex Ideas brought into it as well, really well drawn characters, um, and really interesting and surprising kind of narratives as well. It takes different, sure. uh, thing, different, uh, takes different plot points and twists them in ways that you maybe would not expect. Um, so it's a very very good show. Um Great. and also about friendship and. Uh, the likes as well. So uh, very very good. Um I would recommend watching that. My I made a story. There's 12 episodes in total and uh, did the last one aired last week. Um I have other than that I, I haven't gone yet but I am going to the cinema next week oh. on Monday. Oh. And I'm the lighthouse see... is it yes
4: I think the
3: they're reopening really open yeah. next Monday. Yeah and I'm gonna see one of my favourite films of all time The Empire Strikes Back so
4: oh, that'd be that like, so much fun
3: it's like why not why not just go and see Star Wars in the cinema Lovely. for the first and
4: time and I like yeah it was getting, like it's good Star popcorn Wars popcorn and stuff
3: I guess so we'll have to find out oh. we'll have to find out but, imagine um,
4: eating yeah. a, a bag of popcorn in the cinema oh my god
3: well the lighthouse is the kind of place where they don't really oh, I like I suppose eat yeah, popcorn. The lighthouse. You, you can know, get a little drink yeah yeah, Kills crisps yeah. and stuff like that. Or My or local like, down yeah. there
4: now, um, which is the uh the Odeon in Stalorgan. No offense to them, look, they did what they could with the with the building, but it, I wouldn't say it's the best cinema in Ireland or anything. But um, that's where I go if I'm doing a little popcorn. If I'm like, if I'm going to see a kind of yeah, a popcorny for game, sure, it's only down the road from you. It's only that's down the road. It. They do five euro Tuesdays, and if I go in on for like matinee on a Tuesday 9 times out of 10 I'm the only person in on the screen. Um and I I missed that but they're they're not opening back up now for a while I don't think. Um, yeah, you don't know
3: when they're opening.
4: No, I looked on their website and there's nothing nothing yet, but I was like lads it's not as if they're packing out the place down the fucking stillorgan like. But um Yeah. Like like I said most of the time it's just me in there and would they not rather my fiver than not have it? <laughs> but um But, no, I know. But, um, yeah, I I really miss going to the cinema and the lighthouse is two Lewises away for me and I I can't justify that much public transport, unfortunately.
3: Get a bike, cycle into
4: town. Cycle to the lighthouse from where I live? I'd die. It's all downhill on the way. Yeah, it's getting home (laughs) is the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Just
3: go really slow. Yeah. Listen to a podcast. Uh, No, uh, I'm really looking forward to that, Yeah. Uh, it'll be just nice thing to do, um, and some level of normality. So hopefully, yeah. And there's be no a, risk of a, a anyone sitting experience. in
4: the seat beside you.
3: I presume so. Yeah. Looked at yeah. the when you book tickets, there's obviously they keep uh, buffers between the seats. So yeah, you won't be sitting beside somebody. I guess you'll have to maybe walk past them. How's that going to work?
4: You'll you'll have to report back to us next week on on the cinema going experience in in the new will, world indeed. order. I mean the new normal.
3: Yes, Um, other than that I've been listening to uh, the Silverbacks album a lot that we reviewed last week, I think it's brilliant, Um, been really enjoying that, also been uh, listening to Moody Man's new album uh, this week, Uh, he had an album a couple months ago, it's only on Bandcamp at the moment called Taken Away, he's the Detroit house legend but a lot of the album has a lot of soul and funk and just Uh, I've been really enjoying that. Uh, So wrote about that on the site this week, or one of the songs from it, at the very least. Uh, Really enjoyed it. A lot of great new music happening at the moment. Uh, I will say, uh, and this is something for myself as well. Personally, I've been listening a lot to the Patreon playlist that I make for uh, people on Patreon who subscribe to us. So every Week Monday or Tuesday usually I send a playlist of songs that I'm listening to that I really like so I spent most of my weekend listening to those ones um, and I thought there was great stuff on that uh, this week if I do say so myself Um, and so we're very much enjoying that also uh, I've been listening to the Land of the Giants podcast is uh, back for season two and it's about Netflix and uh, their dominance uh, in the streaming wars um, so that's uh, been an interesting listen as well. Cool. So I've been enjoying that. Also, to a lot, love Run the Jewels because why not? Why not? Exactly. 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 Um, so yeah. next
4: next week's a hundred.
3: Yeah, we're hundred episodes old next week. We keep still it one hundred form. We still don't know what we're doing. <laughs>
4: I've had Maybe a couple of suggestions, but like lads, if we if we come next week and we just do a normal episode, don't make a big deal out of it. It's, yeah don't don't fine. be mad <laughs> we'll see we'll see maybe um, i thought about doing maybe a quiz we'll
3: w- we get we get people in to do a quiz over zoom we can discuss I'd, this I'd, off mic. <laughs> I've, I've done a lot of quizzes <laughs> you've done a lot so of quizzes not.
4: to be fair yeah, and i think yeah, people are, yeah. t- are like god if someone invited me to a quiz now i'd be like no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. i'm I will no. not do that um, get out of it yeah we'll see All right. But yeah, we'll Very see you next week for 100.
3: Yeah, episode 100 next week. Uh, tell your friends. And uh, we are always here uh, most weeks uh, uh, on all platforms, 9 or 9. So do find us and uh, leave a review and subscribe to the Patreon as well, more importantly, because right now, like everyone else in, who works in anything tangentially uh, related to music is struggling. So we're all struggling. So, unfortunately. That is where we're at. Um, okay, uh, our tune that's going to play us out this week is from God Knows, the OG. Uh, it is yes. called Move the Needle. fucking featuring... love this song. Oh my God. Oh. Yes.
4: And it's... also, like, go on to Bandcamp, like, buy it, but also watch the video. God Knows there's a yeah. high kick in it, and I, lo- I lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I lost my shit when it happened. I was like, yes. Yeah, I love this track.
3: Very good. It is great. It's from a forthcoming EP called "Who's Asking 2 which is basically the follow up to the one in February. It'll feature an East Coast uh, remix of the uh, "Who's Asking" track, so you gotta hear that when it's coming. Uh, so, uh, but this track features Merley, who's uh, Merley and God knows and Denise have been everywhere this week, man this oh year. Man. So they're they're doing it. To...
4: They're great.
3: Yeah. So we may be talking to Denise uh, very soon as well. So. Um, hold time for that one. This one, this track also features uh, a verse from uh, a Cork MC called Boney as well, which is uh, new to me, which is, you know, something you got to respect for, God knows, always bringing new people to the table and giving them a platform. He's really good at that. So uh, yeah, we'll hear more of that soon. That is out uh, on, at the end of August, but this track is out now on Bandcamp. So it's on flyhighsociety.bandcamp.com. That's it from us this week. Andrea, thank you very much.
4: Thank you, Niall. And thank you, listener.
3: And thank you, Daffodil, for being quiet in thank the corner. Thank you,
4: Daffodil. You're the best. Okay. <laughs> bye, 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 okay. bye, 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 okay. bye. It's been bye. a difficult
2: and angry bye. night in cities across America with defiant protests and clashes with police in a number of cities. All this in the wake of last Monday's death in Minneapolis of George Floyd while being detained by police.
8: 11:59 on the toilet. You know, same crap different day. Coming to your life from revelation, yeah. Why does this all feel like a very long day? Sometimes I feel like I'm writing my life away. Night and day, night and day, till I reap the fruit. That's my fight for day, and I kill the beat. That's the Wild Atlantic Way. I came to shift the game like a very long kiss, and I'm still too keen Call me Royal Robbie. I back my arsenal like my name is Robbie. I'm one of them MCs that you can't copy. Here we go again. Time's moving so again. Back in the position. They say, I don't know again. Used to be in the center of my own truths. Now I'm not sure I can back my own proofs. Information highway filled with car crashes. Ashes that, to ashes. This, this is what grief is. Slept days away. Eight pain away. And in a pandemic, who cares what time is? Greatest IG lies don't break back lies. Surprise, surprise. It's so cool. Black lives. don't sing a thing and I'm not surprised. nah, no, nah. No. No one knows the violence it took to become this gentle And I will not settle for less than my best As God knows, rep, they will tell you yes Yes, I got a concrete chest George and I mark conversations making you awkward You're uncomfortable, you wanna close my doors I just run through wars like it's Hogwarts Shock tactics from the edge doors So I praise the Lord and I put them on edge i the believer, you' yep, for the city us travel, I know it's not scenic I'm a selfless artist in a separate generation All of them artists in a single era I'll make an impact in every era I say it alright and it's an alright nightmare they living in body, man of a scary era I'm not from Tullamore, but I still want more I'm not from Valley Brown, but I'm still down They were streaming my consciousness before Spotify I was talking in the air before I knew I could fly It's not Kung Fu, Kenny what? It's G K Y, GK, white Munya, Berry Steam with a bit of bunya Only want,
1: want me to done, man said done, done like one, let's get it on Small gram like Chi chin Chang, I'm a spin man like CD-ROM You a spin man, meet spin.com, will you get out the way about the real thing on? Live on stage, you can see me on, Put you on stage man, leave they're gone. You don't wanna see me son, tearing off the beat like a fiend on drums Back then I couldn't get a CD spun, now will make one call and it's easily done let, let me do, do this, this one, head shave looking like a Buddhist smoke. next wave gonna let the music rock at the tunes in the bumps, I'ma do this once, I'ma do this once, how many times I'ma do this once, cheap shot hit you like a student, lunch in the face if you think that I'm losing once, I'ma do this once, how many times i am going do this once, back then we used to take drugs at gigs, No dudes meet up for a music brunch you not on the level of mine. Get a boy to start peddling on. Spoon raised be ahead of man. They see the jewels dancing to be selling a man. But I wanna be the best and claim to be. I just take respect when it's aimed at me. I'm just opening up like I turn the key. But still breaking it down. It's a bargain free. They got the value in the headline. Wax on when I hit hit 'em with a slap, slam. Back long enough to get 'em with a high kick. Blagging too much fight that's wrong. I just wanna keep it hype when the beat sick. If you don't think it's nice, then delete it. When I'm keeping it tight, I don't mean fit. I just do another track with a headline. Yeah. I don't really have time for a brother. I can't. Keep- like a pie on a back my
7: rhythm. Come on, set it on fire for the culture. No melody, no structure. Every single word cutting through like a puncture. Flex on the mic, like, hey, come here, I want ya. Toast like an old school rasta on ganja, sluncha. I feel good on some brown genie. A brother got a bring new things in Mercedes. That's one hell of a jump from that Civic, but I can't talk about it, my speech too acidic. Type of metaphor, I send you all to the clinic. Check your blood test results, and I'm in it. Set a new record, I need it less than a minute. I said it, you know i mean it. I'm the boss in this business. Sound like vinegar, you can't not feel me. It's always time for action, no filming allowed. So I said it loud. I'm proud, open my mouth and I move the crowd Two years fast since I last put out And I still turn heads like a group of owls How, How? daddy I don't, don't say like deep Bow, if you don't know about me? Pow! you and I are with the chief Igwe. when I'm up like I'm from Benin Raising heats like I'm from beneath yeah. All you aunties, not my father's sis huh? Pour my soul till it bends my knees yeah. Only to sing a little jingle for a comic relief Never been invited but always needed In the industry populated by insects Came in a game with a name that's Indian Guess who stands out in the million M6 Pyrotex and dynamites, leave a mess The diaphragm is exothermic Lose your temper, throw your shades And maybe in my it to my epidermis I Came I saw, I passed the message from the grace I ran the race without a helmet Saved myself a place amongst the greatest Had to learn my trade, I call oh, me Hermes Harm